Hot Takes or Toast brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. Right now, you can, draw, you can get up to $6,000 in purchase allowance on the XT lineup. Experience the luxury you deserve by booking a test drive today at Jerry Seiner Cadillac. All right, question of the morning. Is the Jazz game against the 76ers a statement game? PK, I got to go low-end statement game here because of what we just talked about in the last segment, because they've lost two out of three on this trip and they're three and three in their last six games. If you go into the All-Star game losing three out of four and four out of seven, that's not good. So, yes, they need to. And also, they've got some nice wins recently until you realize that they played teams that weren't full strength and were missing star players. So, do they need to beat a good team that's at full strength? Yes, they beat the Clippers shorthanded, they beat the Lakers shorthanded, they beat the Sixers shorthanded, so this would be absolutely good. But when they come back, there's going to be another road trip, so that's going to trump whatever happens here and reset the mood. And after that, we're going to get to next month, and they're going to play the Lakers twice in three days. And if the Lakers beat them twice in three days, regardless of the records, the Lakers will be thinking, yeah, we won two out of three from you, and we're full strength, we're better than you. Who cares what the record says? We've had injuries. So okay, what's there's, have to do bigger tonight, statements, there's bigger statements coming. So to me, it's a, low well, end, that, it's a statement game, okay. but it's a low-end statement yeah. game because these other things are going to be bigger and more important. And we know when we get to them, they're going to be a big deal. I, I think, well, we, well we, we don't know that. But suppose LeBron's not playing. So you can't you can't say that you can't say you know that those will be bigger statement games. That sounds good, but you can't say it with any level of accuracy because suppose the Jazz have two three guys out. You have no idea what, especially in a COVID situation here. So I can't say that at all. What I know right now is Embiid's going to play, and then well, you just that's your big knock. Well, they beat the Sixers without Embiid. Well, that. That takes care of this. So if you get this, I can argue this is your best, biggest win of the season. So I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So I can't, we, I can't say we know in this year. We don't know anything. In fact, we don't even know that Embiid's going to play tonight until we see him walk out <laughs> and they throw the ball up. I do the have my, opening I do, tip. I do have my doubts about NBA injury reports. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do. I got to admit it. I mean, games have been canceled Literally moments before. Yep. So there's no way I can say we know and fill in the blank. This is a huge game. What else you got for me? It ain't even 7.30 yet? (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. Fired up. (laughs) They're coming back after the break with one home game with Houston. And then they've got and then five. Road trip, yeah. They've got another five-game road trip, mm-hmm. and so sure. even yeah. if they lose tonight, if they come out of the break and just crush it and are great coming out of the break, then we're going to say, "Oh, they were drained. That doesn't really matter. This is what matters." I still think what comes next, and, and you got me. If the Lakers, you know, if LeBron's out, then okay, then it won't be the big statement game. But I do think what comes next is going to trump this. Because right now, these last six games are taking the edge off winning 20 out of 21, which is obviously the bigger sample, and there were some quality wins in this. When I was bringing up the rosters yesterday, you're like, yeah, well, Milwaukee had their team, and the Jazz got them, and Jazz swept Milwaukee this year. You know, won both those games. So, yeah, but, I, but, I don't think Milwaukee's all that good. I, I agree. Uh, they're a cup below. They're, they're okay. They're a cup below the, they're the next tier below the, the Sixers and the Nets. 
but no one really thinks as a three seed they're about to win back-to-back playoff series and, and go to the conference finals. Right now, it looks like I the don't. other, I didn't the other think they two will meet. Last year, I don't think they'll do it this right. year. The the Nets should meet the Sixers, and the Nets should be favored. So, and then if I remember correctly, they played uh, Milwaukee without Drew Holiday at one of those times. So you can go back and forth on that. If the Sixers have their guys, this is a huge game. The Sixers a, a legitimate contender in the East. Jazz legitimate contender in the West. For the third of March on Gordon Monson's birthday. It doesn't get any bigger. <laughs> That's a segment coming later this morning. <laughs> what to get Gordon for his birthday. <laughs> Today is his birthday, yes. Wake him up and get so, him on the air, Yach. <laughs> get the birthday it's a, get the birthday boy going. He will answer and say, What do you a, want? <laughs> it, it's a big game here. I don't I the, the reality is in the going forward with the NBA, you don't know who's gonna be in or out. I mean, they just announced yesterday Gasol, not that he's a big-time player anymore, but it sort of came out of the blue. And before that, Schroeder had to miss a few games because of this tracing stuff. So you have no idea what is going to be down the line. And we don't even know, maybe in the postseason. I'm, 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 not, I'm not sure. Well, your guy says everybody will have the vaccine by the end of May, so that's good news uh, if it actually happens. And so... Uh, maybe that'll take care of it. But for right now, it looks like all the important players are going to play, and the Jazz are stumbling a little bit. They need to regain something. Who wants to go into a, a nine-day layoff uh, losing three out of four? Nobody does. Literally no one does. This game is gigantic now that I think about it. It's even <laughs> bigger than I thought Ten minutes ago. Well, you did an excellent job putting this question up on uh, Facebook, and we'll put it out there on uh, Twitter, and you folks can jump on it. Uh, the Facebook listeners, you, you split them right down the middle, which is, uh, you know, you have a knack for that. No, Benjamin says, the Jazz already beat the Sixers. These are the games you mark a split on, so a win is just icing on the cake. Whoa, what? talk about a defeatist attitude. <laughs> no, he's not defeated. He's already he's already declared victory. <laughs> he's like he's declared victory. No, he hasn't. Yes, he has. It's just icing on the cake. Yes, not. We're he said they already beat him once. This is this is icing on the and that's that's a loser mentality. That's not a winner mentality. Going one and one is a winner mentality. That'll get you precisely nowhere. Could you imagine MJ? Yeah, we already beat these guys earlier, so this really doesn't matter. We're a winner either way as we lose this game. And he punches Steve Kerr in the face. Get out of town, man. I, I automatically Jeez. see Jordan sitting in a chair with an iPad in his lap and his eyebrows going up. <laughs> it's automatically raising the eyebrows. Jonathan in the Stewart. unedited version on ESPN, he just dropped the F-bomb. Jonathan Stewart, No. At this point, there are no statement games until June. It'd be a nice game to win, wrong. though. Wrong. He just backdoored it. Wrong, It'd be a nice wrong, game to win, wrong. though. <laughs> at this point, that's the very reason why it makes it a big game, because we're at this point where they are 1-2 and two on the road trip. This is the point where they need to win. If is it 7.30 yet? Jeez. It is. It's 7.32. If the Jazz yeah, finally, lose, man. if the Jazz lose by double digits, which could happen, maybe a statement game for all the wrong reasons. Mark says, "Ooh, ooh, Mark." What does that mean? 
Well, the statement is the Jazz just aren't that good. Then that makes it a huge statement game for all reasons. You can't no, you do you just don't have a statement game for the wrong reasons. That's not fair to if you win. So you're only it's only gonna be a statement game if you lose, <laughs> if but if you win no, no, no. Come on, yeah. Mark. You grew up in a culture that preaches fairness, and that is wrong, wrong, wrong. We both know it. Repent ye. <laughs> okay. He grew up in a culture that preaches fairness, but he left it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, see, here it is. I'm a, <laughs> he's from South Jordan. He went to Bingham High. He went to Southern Utah University, but he now lives in North Dakota. Uh, is it, how do you say that town? Minot? Mino? M-I-N-O-T? I've read it, but I haven't read it said. Minot? Is it Minot? Okay. He's now a journalist at the Minot Daily, he's a journalist at the Minot Daily News. All right. Naturally. Well, I'm glad he's left our state then. I I disagree (laughs) with him completely. Local paper. Good job, sir. Uh, There are people on board. Uh, Troy and Dane just give the, uh, give the question of the day a simple yes. Is the Jazz game against the 76ers a statement game? Yes. Period. Right. Yeah. I bet you that's Channel 4's Dane Green. Yeah, I bet it isn't. <laughs> we got to explain the backstory. He won one of those awards, and I think it was the D News that listed him as Dane Green, or was it the, yeah. was it the Watchdog? I, I don't know. Had him at Dane yeah. Green. <laughs> I didn't even have his name right. <laughs> Dana Green, Sportscaster of the Year. My fellow gaucho. Green, green. Yeah, yeah. We had a uh, a photographer that worked at the uh, Watchdog, and he got an All State in football, and he still he showed it to me. He showed me a picture of it. They presented him with the award. the The Watchdog presented him with the award, and they had his name spelled wrong. Thought it was funny. <laughs> so, good old Dane Green. This is a big game. This is gigantic, man. I'm inviting friends over. Party at the Kinahans. Pizza? Well, no, it's gonna not. No, it's not a party. No, no, you got it completely wrong. It, it's going to be one of those where we hunker down and we take notes and we're intense. This isn't a party. And no, we- party is when you don't really care about the outcome and you're just gonna have a good time. No, we're gonna live and die by each possession. And pray that Clarkson makes his first shot. That's a good sign. <laughs> Jump on him early. Monte says, statement game? Yeah, for sure they are not going to want to lose again. No. See, that's where does the opponent, does the opponent really matter? I mean, if they were playing, I don't know, pick somebody yes, at the bottom yes, of the standings. Does. They'd want the win because they've lost. You could be playing top of the league, middle of the league, bottom of the league, but you don't want to lose three out of four. No, oh, I mean, they would want the win if they won. So the that doesn't matter. No, then when you play better teams, it's just logical that there's a little more oomph to the game. I mean, it doesn't – come on, I don't need to argue that, do I? Well, it's 7.30, past 7.30, so yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I just, I, it's unfair for you to have me win seven arguments before 7.30. <laughs> uh, 
Eric says it's absolutely a statement game. You get blown out in this game, heading to the break, losing four of six, well, seven, and you might be looking at a major slide. Just wondering, did the Jazz continuity give them an early advantage that is now going yes. away? Yes, Frank Vogel. Well, I don't think there's any question that Frank, it did. Frank Vogel brought that up. He said it's not just a Jazz thing. He says there's always teams in the NBA that have more and less continuity, and the teams that have more continuity usually get off to a good start, and that advantage usually goes away over the course of a season as the other teams build that familiarity with their new guys getting used to playing together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to Phoenix Radio yesterday, and they were previewing the Laker game, and Jared Dudley used to play in Phoenix, and he's, he's one of these totally meaty-friendly guys, so he came on their air uh, day of game. And they were asking him about the teams in the West. And he went right to that. And he put Utah, asked him, you know, obviously we know about the Lakers, so you don't need to tell us about the Lakers. Tell us about the other teams. And he went right to Utah, and then he went right down the list. They returned everybody. The only guy they didn't return, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's very close, the only guy they didn't return was Favors, but he's a Utah guy. And so he he knew it, obviously. So, of course, that and they don't need to apologize for that. That's not anything that it gives them an advantage, but that's just smart management. That's nothing to where you could say, wow, yeah, sure, they just built this sterling record on familiarity. Well, to an extent they did, but it's certainly more than that. I mean, just you can bring back if the if the Minnesota Timberwolves brought back everybody this year, would they be anywhere close to this? No, because they suck. So it it's nothing that they need to apologize for by any stretch, and certainly it's helped them. But I think the overwhelming reason is the talent that they have that they brought back, not the fact that they just brought back players. It's like I've been saying this for years about college football. Don't tell me, well, just because somebody was a freshman and now he's a sophomore, he's automatically better. No. There's every reason to believe he can be better, but it's not automatic. It's something that the individual has to work for. Just because you return something doesn't mean that something is better simply by another year. You have to you can't just rely on that. You have to rely on how that can benefit you along with the hard work to get to that point. Brendan tweets at us. Yes, it's a statement game. For the rest of the NBA, more than the Jazz. The Jazz beat a shorthanded Clippers team, but lost them at full strength. They beat a shorthanded Sixer team. Can they beat them at full strength? Yeah, I think they can. Because if Simmons goes for 42 like he did, then no. Because Embiid probably is going to go for at least a low 20s, if not higher. So what I'm counting on is Embiid's return reduces the uh, opportunity to be as effective as Simmons was. Maybe I'm wrong on that, and that's the intriguing part to see how that plays out and how does Rudy go against uh, Embiid because Embiid's a prolific offensive player. I mean, I would, as far as centers, I would still go with Jokic as being number one, but Embiid is a decent second for sure. He's a very good second. He's better than a decent second. He's a very good second because he could do just about everything too. Um, They don't run the offense through him the way the Nuggets do with Jokic, so he's not going to have the level of assists 
and therefore the almighty triple-double, but he's capable of going for 40 himself because he can step out too. He can put the ball on the floor. He can do just about anything you need an offensive center to do. So that makes this matchup extremely intriguing in a one-on-one basis to see what the Jazz do as far as Gobert because, you know, you don't want Gobert too far from the hoop and all that stuff. And how do they plan that? I can't imagine that the Sixers would simply have – Embiid is a decoy. He's too good. So we're not going to just have Embiid stand out there to draw Rudy from the hoop. We're going to have Embiid to stand out there to be productive. Simmons had the 42 against the Jazz on 26 Mm -hmm. shots, which is easily his season high. The next highest total he had was 17. He usually is in that uh, 12, 13 shots a game range. So this is going to be different. You know, Embiid's yeah. going to get his. He's not a decoy. He's going to no. he's going to get the ball, and it is going up. So, it's gonna it's gonna look different. I mean, the game plan is going to be really different for the Sixers. There's no way that Simmons is going to go out there and get 26 shots if Embiid's on the floor. This is not going to happen. This is one of these games we had circled. Now we've had a few games circled in the first half, but they haven't materialized as much. Like we had the Laker game. Uh, it was a week ago tonight, wasn't it? We had that game as circled, and then we find out Anthony Davis is out, so it takes the luster off of it, and we've already spoken about the prior Clipper game. But we've had games circled, and I, you could circle the Milwaukee games too, and I think this is one of the highlights of the first half of the season. Of course it was, and here it is. And it looks like the most important players are going to play. That by that very nature, even if the Jazz had won, uh, say they had gone three and zero on this road trip. It doesn't make this game any less important. This is one of these games that the league and the followers of the league are going to look at for sure. That's and I don't think we have to just go and and try to say, oh, well, it counts as one in the standings. I get all that, and that's true. But nevertheless, we look at certain games and they seem to matter more we looked at utah football schedule came out yesterday all right so if we look at that and go wow it's just one game blah 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 then you're telling me the arizona game and the sc game yeah i get it both are one game in the standings but the implications of that game have way more oomph to it than simply beating the u of a i wonder what they play that i wondered what word you were gonna go it has way more and i'm like oh here comes the pk the journalist vocabulary oomph I like it. Oomph. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have more uh, meaning in the standings. Now it can because, you know, if SC is your tied and you own the tiebreaker, particularly in the college football, you know, when, when tiebreakers seem to be way more prevalent because they only play nine games in the conference or, in this case, five games in the division. So obviously the opportunity for tiebreakers have more importance in a 72 game schedule probably don't have any and then particularly when the team is from the other conference because i'm sure if you told the jazz well we'll get you to the finals but we'll have to give the sixers home court do you think you'll take that sign sign me up i'm in and the same and the same for the sixers if either one of these teams gets the nba finals it's a really good year neither one of these teams has been in the finals recently so that'd be a big deal for either franchise Yes. It is a big game for the league tonight. I would say I mean how many games have more have more juice? Oomph. I mean if the Lakers are going to more oomph. 
The Lakers are going to be shorthanded, so that that takes a little of the oomph out. Uh, Warriors Blazers, pretty no. good game. They're both over five hundred. A uh, good game, but not to the level of Sixers Jazz. And the Nets and the Rockets. The Rockets are terrible. That's mostly about Harden going back to Houston. And I hope he's received with love. (laughs) You and James both. You and your Sun Devils. You don't really care how he's received. (laughs) But it matters to him. Stick up for your devil. There you go. Yeah, and I think he's felt bad about the way he left. He got what he wanted. He voiced that. He got, not he did, o- not I, only did he get out, he got to the one team he wanted because I assume the rest of the league is like, well, we'd like to, but we don't dare. What if he does hear what he did there? What if he's going to do this until he gets to the net? So I, you know, it's <laughs> I can't believe he pulled it off, but he did. <laughs> I understand. He still he he committed a lot to to Houston. And that's where he really blossomed as an NBA player for sure. They, and yeah. I think he feel he knows it was uh, it, the good thing for him is it was relatively short as far as the messiness, the length of, that it took. It was almost like you know metaphorically it was overnight. Where you have others that it, it drags on. They send you home sometimes on that situation. Uh, we've seen that, or it just lingers like the Hayward thing lingered the whole friggin' year. You know, is he going to leave? And then it ends up being messy at the end. It was it was not a clean departure, and but yet it lingered the whole season, whereas for Harden, it was basically a week or two, and boom, he's gone. So I think he feels a little bit bad for that. And plus he knows that Houston sucks now, and his situation's way better. I mean, the bottom line is Sun Devils have compassion. DJ and PK... For you early risers, we talked about the youth schedule late in the day, but uh, in the show yesterday. But we'll get to that coming up next. And then Tim McComb here to talk statement games and jazz at 8.05. Stay with us.